Welcome to Ariel Talk Time, hosted by business intuitive, entrepreneur, and founder of Ariel, Victoria Lynn Weston. Listen to her thought-provoking interviews with inspiring leaders, creators, and intuitive thinkers who share their stories and lifestyle tips to enhance your way of living. And we're inviting you to join our conversation. If you like this interview, please post a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. It's Victoria. Before I introduce my exciting guest, I want to talk to you a little bit about voice. Anyone who knows me knows I love technology. I've been a big fan of that. Way back in the 90s when I had the uh, Zoe Films Festival, we were the first to launch Zoe Films Festival on the cell phone. And that's back when we had flip phones. Today it's all about the voice platforms to engage your audience, expand your audience, interact with your audience in ways that go way beyond your basic website. For instance, we work with authors that want to promote their book and encourage users to buy their book straight from Amazon. We also just finished uh, a skill that I really, really like, and it's about testing your ESP. I mean, hey, we're all intuitive, right? But how many of us really have clairvoyant or precognitive abilities? Well, check out our Are You Psychic Alexa skill and take the Xenocard test and let me know how well you do. So check it out. Are you psychic on Amazon Alexa? Meanwhile, you can always go to Studio Carlton and learn all about what myself and my team does as far as creating custom Amazon Alexa skills so that you can be ahead of the competition, offer products, create a revenue stream. And in the case of my publisher here that we're going to talk about, it's an excellent way to promote her library of 160 books that she has published for these authors. It's pretty extraordinary. Anyway, let me introduce my guest, Teresa Azarel Smallwood. She says, if you want something done successfully, ask a woman. If you want to find unbridled ambition and those exceptional doers who will do actually the work to achieve their dreams, look at one of these great game changers. She's an entrepreneurial producer. She's also a publisher, and she has published 160 books. So if you're looking to get a book out there, I invite you to go to her website and then send an e-query to her. She is also the founder, president of Megamind Media. She now has taken all these books that she's published and actually has movies out of them, which is quite amazing. One movie that's done phenomenally well on a streaming network is titled the available wife and she's managed on top of everything else that she does to double her production slate to more than 10 projects just in 2021 can you believe this i mean she's just amazing and plus she's an absolute wonderful um she's got an infectious smile her spirit just resonates and i'm sure you'll enjoy listening about her story and that in fact i'll tell you a little bit ahead of time when she first wrote her own book she was pregnant with her first child and she had to be bedridden and that she was three months pregnant, and she wrote a book and self-published it, and the rest she decided to produce more and more. I'll tell you one thing else she's accomplished as well. She personally raised $2 million during COVID to actually help produce other stories that are relevant to the American African community. But she also works with extraordinary women directors, Vivica Fox, who doesn't think she's awesome, Vanessa Williams, She's great. So let's go tune in to our inspiration of the day and speak with Tressa Azarel Smallwood. Tressa, it's a pleasure to have you here. So what kind of films do you actually focus on? 
Um, so I don't have a specific genre, uh, but because of my background, um, I, I um, started my book publishing company um, in 2001. Um, and because of that, that, that company has grown to a catalog of 162 projects. So, you know, that's a lot of intellectual property, right? So when that's it comes lot, to, yeah. yeah. So when it comes to types of projects, they range anywhere from romance to thrillers um, to inspiration. Um, and so, you know, I'm able to do a lot. When I first started doing movies, I was only doing projects from my own IP catalog. However, once I started licensing to networks, they kind of tapped into me to do some of their projects. And so right now, you know, the project, of course, um, when Monique reached out to you, I've been working on the BET series. It's a television series called The Couch, The Waiting Room, and The Hotline. Those are uh, projects that are designed to bring awareness to health issues for women. So we do films about breast cancer, films about mental health awareness. And we just finished yesterday a film on domestic violence. Oh, wow. So, that's really good. Yeah. Yep. So I don't put myself in a box, um, you know, as long as it is something that is female driven and, and there is a message in the end, um, I'm here for it. That's me. That's exciting. So now um, on these movies, I mean, I guess it's a TV series about um, uh, on the couch, right? Is that what you called it? You called it on the couch yes, in the waiting it's room? Called the, yeah, it's called the couch. And so the couch is the reason behind the couch is think about when you think of mental health awareness, we want to get people into therapy. So that's why we titled the series, the couch. Um, and I've had directors such as Kim Fields, um, Victoria Raul, um, most recently Vivica Fox, Mona Scott Young. Those, those have been some of the directors. Uh, oh, wow. Some, yeah, they have been the directors for the couch. Um, and then the waiting room is totally different. The waiting room is all about breast cancer awareness. And we title that the waiting room because typically when you are either going to see if, you know, get a mammogram or see if you have breast cancer issues, you are in the waiting room. So that's why we title that series. And we've had some phenomenal um, directors on that side as well, from Vanessa Bell Calloway to Yvette Nicole Brown um, and more. So, you know, we are using phenomenal women that have been, you know, behind the camera most of their lives. And we're now bringing them uh, I mean, I'm sorry, women that have been in front of the camera. We're now switching it and bringing them behind the camera so that they can share these important stories. That's awesome. Now, these these are our programs that are aired on on um, I guess Bet and Bet Her and All Black and BET. BET. And they're on. These are on. These health women's health um, projects are airing on BET Her, um, and they'll be coming out starting in. July of this year. Um, okay. Some of my other projects that I have done in the past are airing on um, All Black, um, TV One, BET. Um, you know, I don't necessarily have a particular preference when it comes to the feature films and where they land. I just want to make sure that they have, uh, you know, a lot of eyeballs on them. Well, it's exciting. I mean, just the whole women's health initiative that you're focusing on with this program in and of itself is is quite riveting, I think. Um, so now you, you've got these airing on, I guess, some of the cable shows, and they have their own niche market. Are you hoping to expand to get on the, the Netflix TV, I mean, the Netflix uh, era and, and that type, or HBO yeah. for that matter? 
Absolutely. I would love to have some projects on HBO. You know, we, um, we don't discriminate. We are looking, we are trying to just make sure again, that we're hitting the target market, which of course, uh, for me, always women. Um, that's, that's what I want to do. I want to target women and I want to tell stories that matter to women. What does it take to go about and have like your own sort of channel? You know, when Oprah has the, the own channel, have, have you had that opportunity to and raise the money to consider doing that? Because I can honestly see you becoming, you know, um, the sort of female, I don't even know who's, who's a director anymore, but it's got all this, all this content, but certainly uh, the, the new Oprah of film production. But how about having like your own HBO Teresa channel? Ah, well, you know what? I think every, every uh, company has their own business model. And I think for me, more than having my own channel, I want to wake up one day and have 162 films, just like I was able to build my book catalog of 162 books, right? I think for me, that's one of my big goals. And it's very challenging to do both that and then go have your own you know, Oprah thing too. <laughs> so oh, yeah. that's my dream. That's my vision. I just want to make sure that I can wake up one day and go, wow, this is my catalog. I did that. You got a lot of content out there. So you're just doing this phenomenal, you know, films and that, but I want to backtrack now and that's going yeah. how you started to become a book publisher. Yeah. So, you know what, I have a very unique story. Uh, but I think it's one that is inspiring for the average person who works a nine to five. Um, when I started out, I had no idea that I was going to write a book, become an author or become a book publisher. Um, I was a school teacher. And in 2001, I went on bed rest. Um, the doctor uh, told me that I was having difficulty with my pregnancy. Um, I was I was basically um, three months pregnant with my daughter, Bailey, who is now 19. I was, um, you know, and to get that news that, wait a minute, I'm only three months pregnant and the doctor wants me to go on bed rest for six months. That was like, what is really going on? But, but for me, I had no idea that that was the start of my new life because while on bed rest, um, I decided to write a book. Um, not because it was a long time dream of mine, but I have always been the type where I felt like I, I needed to be productive. I wasn't going to sit there and flip the remote. So I wrote, I wrote a book, um, a novel, and I learned to self-publish that novel while on bed rest. And right after I gave birth to my daughter, Bailey, I self-published that book. Um, it turned out to be a huge success, uh, so much that I never went back to work. And I started my book publishing company called Life Changing Books at that time. And again, even when I started that company, I just thought I was going to be the one writing the books. I had no idea that it was going to turn into me publishing other authors and that I would build this big catalog uh, full of, of uh, intellectual property. And eventually we started turning that catalog into movies, which is how we got here today. <laughs> That's incredible. So you're still doing the book publishing as well, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So if people out there and they have a book and, and you're primarily looking at African-American women for their books as well. Yeah. And we, um, you know, we've done some, we've done books, you know, African-American projects are probably, you know, make up 80% of the catalog, but you know, we, if we do women period, doesn't matter whether it's, you know, Asian community, doesn't matter who it is. You know, I just love supporting women. I love watching women grow, giving them opportunities um, because so many people have given me opportunities.
Um, so I'm excited. That's good. So if you, what is the book publishing company? If anybody's listening and they have a, a riveting book that they could uh, send a, a query letter to your uh, publishing company, what would that be? Yeah, yeah. So the book publishing company is called Life Changing Books. Life Changing Books. Um, and we do online query letters, which um, they could send to Tressa, T-R-E-S-S-A, Azarel, A-Z-A-R-E-L.com. Tressa Well, that's cool. You never know who might be, who's got the next big multi-million dollar movie that you want to produce, you know? I know, right? <laughs> you had this 160 uh, catalog of all these awesome books and they've done well, obviously, because um, they decided to turn them into uh, films and uh, TV shows and that type of thing. Did you go to a production company to create your first uh, TV movie or film or did you... What, how did that yeah. work? Because, you know, you got to yeah. have connections. So did you come up with it on your own? Came up with it on my own. So here's the thing. Um, obviously, because I have a background in education, I am fully aware that knowledge is key. Knowledge is power. So I started just reading and researching on how to do it on my own. I wanted to do my very first movie on my own. Now, I, I, I obviously knew that I wasn't a director. I didn't have the experience. So I knew to hire people who had been in the industry and who had the experience. Um, so I used my, my own production company, Megamind Media, and we shot the very first film, which was a book to film adaptation from a book that I published called Secrets. Um, and we turned it into a movie uh, in November of 2016. It turned out to be a huge success, got several licensing deals, and from there, once I knew, oh, this really works, I knew I didn't need another production company. I didn't need a middleman. And so from 2016 until now, I have actually produced uh, 16 projects. That's incredible. Isn't it exciting? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a creative myself and I, I love the, the production and creative aspect of putting that together, but I also know it's very, very stressful. So what kind of bumps would you run across? I mean, A, you hire a director, you think he's good, you butt heads, he, they quit. What do you do? What's one of the, one of the bumps that was maybe even eye-opening or eye-changing about how you decided to manage you know, the production aspect of films? Yeah, I think the biggest bump for me was probably um, casting. Uh, it was understanding that, oh, wow, to get the big, big talent, you need connections. Um, and so, you know, by the time I did my second movie, my cat, my talent pool increased. Um, by the time I did my fourth movie, I had some of the people in my movie who the rest of Hollywood could have in their movie. So I think that that was the biggest challenge for me is make is understanding that, hey, you can go and hire a really good director who has lots of projects under their belt. They know what they're doing. So you're not going to hit as many bumps. Um, but that was the missing part for me is having a really good casting person in place who could bring me A-list talent. And that works. So how did you it get, worked. did you get Vanessa Williams and, and Vivica Fox? Yeah, relationships. You know, I pretty much proved myself. So when you are reaching out to women like that, you, I now have a catalog where I can say, hey, check this out. This is, um, you know, I want you in this project and here are some links to see what I've done in the past. And I think, you know, my body of work speaks for itself. And that's how I'm able to connect now with other women and other, you know, I have a lot of male directors as well. Um, but that's the key. They look at the body of work now and they're like, oh, these are really good looking movies. 
So how do you how do you raise all the money for that? We all know it's expensive, you know. And even though I've seen some here how you raised two million dollars during the COVID shutdown, which is pretty phenomenal. Um, how did you do that? And how do you have? I guess, you know, it's not easy raising money. People think it is, but it's not. I mean, obviously you have to have some connections. But how did you go about putting that together? Yeah, we're self-funded. So this is this is a unique story in itself. Um, my family, um, we raised the money from my family. I basically belong to a family full of entrepreneurs. So they understand risk versus reward. And I went to five people in my family for my very first movie um, and said, hey, I want to do this movie. I want to raise $500,000. They all bought in. And from there, you know, it's once you get your money back really quickly and you see it's a success, you don't mind continuing to fund these movies. Um, and so I just, it's a blessing from God to be able to be in position where I don't necessarily have to go to any outside sources. We just do it within the family. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. So what if you didn't have this money within the family? Let's say you've got this new idea for a a film, one of your books and that, how would you go about raising that money? Yeah. So at that point, then now you've got to go out into the Hollywood system to raise money. There are a lot of financiers out there. Um, those interest rates are obviously a lot higher, um, but it can be done. Again, you have to have a proven plan. So, you know, if you're a new filmmaker or a filmmaker looking to get your your project funded, if you have a plan on paper and you go to a financier, you can still get it done. But they're looking to see, do you know what you're doing and what is the what is the risk factor of, of them getting their money back? I would say it's a lot, it's harder dealing with Hollywood anyway, and it's, it's much more fun to be independent. And you are very fortunate um, to have a lot of that independence with there. I'm going to sort of segue here. You know, my background is all about, you know, intuition and using your intuition, you know, to guide us and to help us make better decisions than that. And without sort of knowing that, how does intuition, you know, fit or doesn't fit into your own decision making? Do you say, would you say you're a highly intuitive person? I'm highly intuitive, but I also have to a lot of times put my business cap on because sometimes with my intuition, it's one thing, but the numbers have to make sense in a business like this. So, you know, it's really all about projections, planning, because, you know, they're large, they're large dollar amounts at stake, Um, you know, but I, I rely on both my intuition and my business acumen. So do you say, would you say you use your intuition when you go through your catalog of books, 160 books, would you say that you use your intuition to pull out the books that you know are going to be successful? I mean, what is success? You know, success is obviously is being able to, you know, capture and engage a a terrific audience as one end, and maybe it doesn't make as much money, but then success is also about making a lot of money and maybe people forget about the story, you know, the next day kind of thing. So how does that work? How did you pick them out? Yeah, I think for me, number one, success is um, living life on your own terms. For me, that's success. Um, It doesn't matter matter about the money. Like this, a life of freedom and me deciding what I'm going to do, what projects I'm going to do, who I'm going to do it with, that's success for me. Um, With the book company, it's pretty easy to decide what projects I'm going to do because it's based off of a fan base. Um, Out of the 162 book catalog, there are certain books that, have millions of readers, you know, we can just look at the data. 
um, those are the movies that will will obviously make first. Sometimes there might be um, a partnership with a network and they might say, hey, I'm looking for an inspiration story. Do you have any? We'll go to the catalog and we'll pull out those particular stories. So it's been pretty easy for me deciding on which projects to do. But again, it's mostly based on the data and the need. Very good. You know, I just feel like you should be on the cover of Forbes magazine, Vanity Fair. Yes. Vanity yes. Fair. And uh, what was the other one I was sitting here thinking of? So I think we need to get your PR, uh, wonderful PR person on there and, and really start pitching that because what you're doing, I think is just, I think. It's yes, please mind tell blowing. her. <laughs> I want, I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. <laughs> you're good. It's happening. I predict it. It's going to be there. I It'll be it. there before. I think something really exciting on that too. So now um, I want to talk about maybe some movie. You said you had a film here that was the most watched network movie so far this year. It was called The Available Wife. So The Available Wife is um, is a movie that is based off the book called The Available Wife, written by Carla Pennington. Um, it's a book that I published in 2009. Um, I licensed that movie to All Black, which is a streaming network. And um you know, the ratings have been really great over there. Um, so, you know, when they told me, hey, this movie is killing it over here, I was really excited to hear that because it's, it's an all-time favorite. But it's basically a book about a woman who is the CEO of a record label. She didn't get that label the right way. She didn't earn it. I don't want to give it all away. Um, and she, all of her skeletons end up coming out the closet. And so, you know, with a title like The Available Wife, right? No wife should be available. So that already tells you that it's scandalous. <laughs> yeah. Well, who stars in that movie? Uh, KJ Smith from Tyler Perry's Sisters. Um, she's the lead along with Clifton Powell, um, the legendary Clifton Powell, Roger Guinevere Smith. Um, uh, who else is in it? Terrell Hill. We have a lot of all-time favorites in that movie. Let me ask you this. When you do some of your production in that, do you have like your own studio? Because I sort of envision you becoming the next female version of like Tyler Perry Studios that we have in Atlanta, which is a pretty phenomenal space. Um, so have you have like goals, aspirations to have that yourself? And then second, of course, is how do you produce it all now? Is it like in somebody else's studio? Yeah, so that movie was not um, shot in the studio. It was shot on location because of the high production value. Like a studio won't work. We needed we needed huge mansion like homes. We oh, needed air, we, yeah we needed airplanes. Oh wow! Um, so it's like a glammed out kind of uh, yes, movie. all glam definitely. So it's cool. very a lot of my movies are high quality, um, high fashion. So it's very difficult to shoot a lot of my stuff in a studio. Um, you know, so one day I do hope to have a studio, but right now I think I'm going to be just focused on, you know, creating the best high quality product that I can. So what's on the agenda now? Like what's in the, uh, on the back burner of us getting ready to uh, get production this year? Yeah. So this year I'm getting ready to lead right into a movie called The Trophy Wife that's coming up at the end um, of May. And then I'm doing a Christmas movie in July. I'm doing a film called Black Wall Street in October. I'm doing a thriller called The Pod in November. So we are filming constantly from here on out. <laughs> How do you juggle all of this uh, fun, creative production and still have a personal life and a family? Yeah, but well, listen, here's the great thing. My whole family is involved in this business. Um, and so 
when I'm doing all of this, they're doing all of this with me. So it works because we get to spend time together. So like for the last six weeks, I've been filming, but they've been filming too. So they're right there on set with me. Um, they're working, they're helping behind the scenes. Um, and it's a beautiful thing just to, to have them all together. We have this slogan in our family called family over everything. Isn't that um, great? Yeah. I love that. Yeah, so. I bet I bet Christmas time and Thanksgiving and all the holidays are really fun at your house. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. We have a blast. So how does your daughter, did she uh, also write and contribute some of her own creative uh, talents to these projects? Yes, I have. Um, two, I have two daughters. One of them, um, she writes. Her name is Iman. I-M-A-N. She's a writer. Um, my other daughter, Bailey, uh, works in the art department um, at Megamind Media. So she's, you know, creating in a totally different way. Um, when it, when I first started, they were kind of like, oh, I don't want to do film. I want to do my own thing because they've obviously gone to college for different, different, um, um, you know, um, what am I saying? Well, gone to college for, for, for different studies. But I ultimately say, hey, you know what, this is something that we're building here so that I can leave a legacy behind for you. So I at least want you involved so that you know how to do this if you should ever decide to totally do this. That's really, that's really good. I like that. So I always like uh, awards. I think any of us that are out there working away, we'd like to have some recognition along the way. Um, have you won any awards lately? And, and do you aspire to that? I think obviously you, it's always about the craft, the writing and the passion, and then hopefully the rewards and awards come along. Um, I, I sort of envision you having something like Emmys and, uh, you know, the equivalent of, of Oscars. I kind of think the Oscars, to be honest with you, they're kind of going to the wayside. I think there's some new kind of award that's going to come out that'll supersede that in the next uh, couple of years. But so how are you on the collection of Emmys in that? Yeah, listen, I would love to win my first Emmy. Um, I have not yet, but I am speaking it into existence. I want to win an Oscar. I want to do it all. Right now, my biggest award um, in the film industry, um, I won the 2019 Best Feature Film um, at ABFF, um, and it was the Audience Award in connection with the B it's the BET Network's Audience Award, and so, um, you know, I'm really excited about that. It was for the movie All In, um, but I plan on winning more awards in my time. It's, it's exciting, and I think you will. I think you'll win a lot of awards from that. So now that you had such a, you know, I mean, a plethora of accomplishments and things of that nature and a passion for what you're doing and a tremendous amount of, of family support uh, along the way, where do you want to go from here? And what's the next step for you? Yeah, I think the next step for me, again, is, is helping people, helping women. Um, I want to build a pipeline for writers, producers, and directors, um, female-centered mostly, um, where I can just open up doors and opportunities for them because I'm so grateful for the doors that have been open for me. So I want to continue that. Do you think you'll ever do a book about yourself, like how you started and, <laughs> and where you're at? Yeah, some, it's some, right. some of that, you know, it's all about conflict, what kind of conflict you came along the way, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's only right. Yeah, it, that'll come. That'll come in time. I mean, you know, the person who owns a book publishing company, of course, I'll end up doing my own um, autobiography, but I'll wait about five years. That way I can talk about all the Emmy Oscars that I have. That's right. You got to <laughs> have that chapter in there, you know? Yeah. Anyway, well, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk with you. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Is there anything that's coming up now that you uh, want to kind of uh, get a, uh, a plug in here? 
yeah, I would just tell everybody to keep up with me because we're going to be doing some amazing things. Um, and you can, they can keep up with me in two ways, either, you know, through my site, trustaazarel.com. Um, that's T-R-E-S-S-A. And then Azarel is A-Z-A-R-E-L.com. Or they can follow me on my Instagram. I'm always responding um, over there. And that is CEO Azarel. So CEO and then Azarel, A-Z-A-R-E-L. So have you you had any interviews yet with Oprah or anything? Of course, she doesn't do too many these days, but is there anything there? um... No, but listen, you are speaking so many things into my life. Yes, listen, I got to tell Monique with that. I'm going to call her. Yeah. Um, I have a meeting when I get off with you, but when that is over, I'm going to call her and tell her you have spoken so many things into my life on this one call that I am receiving it all. And I can't wait to circle back with you to tell you that all these things have come to fruition. Oh yeah, and they will. They will too. I know it. Um, anyway, it's one of those things where you get the, the email pitch and, you know, we're all busy and you sort of skim the email. And, and of course, you know, I have a passion for, you know, publishing myself and the whole production thing. So it's part of my DNA anyway, but to see someone like yourself that, you know, did all these amazing accomplishments, especially last year, raising $2 million during COVID and producing these films. And, um, you know, it's just, it's just so refreshing, you know, and it's great because so many people, a lot of people out there are successful what their passion is, but they're really not, they're not happy. There's like that missing element. And I can tell, and I feel like your soul is really, is really happy. It's, it's thriving and it has even a lot more to do, you know, so you just know this was always part of your destiny. And with that said, I want to say when you were a little girl, what did you dream about you were going to be when you grew up? Oh my goodness. You know what? I, um, I thought that I was going to be some type of um, race car driver or um, just something Something something, different. Yeah, something adventurous because I love adventure. Um, So nothing that I am doing in my life or have done was what I thought growing up. I was always that tomboy type and I just, you know, wanted to do adventurous things. So um, that's why I know I'm walking in God's plan for me. Well, with that said, it's been an absolute pleasure. Anyway, anybody would like to watch uh, or learn more about The Available Wife that has one of the top movies that uh, Teresa has produced. They can go to All Blacks. All Blacks. I would imagine it's allblack.com then? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to check it out myself. And of course, learn more about this amazing woman, her background. Go visit Teresa, Teresa teresaazarel.com. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I really appreciate today in this interview. Tune in next time as there's always something new to learn on Ariel Talk Time. If you're a professional lifestyle consultant looking to expand your brand, gain more recognition, or to be featured with an exceptional group of inspiring professionals, join Ariel. Visit ariel.com.